Today, there is no more spin. South Africa is in peril. Some are predicting darkness, not just because of load shedding, it's not looking bright. A fiscal downward spiral. Coalitions are in crisis. Rampant looting and destruction. The official unemployment rate is close to 35%. Mr. Mandela once said, remember, the party that is small today will one day become the majority party. It doesn't matter the color of the cat, black or white. If the cat catches mice, good cat. Find the best person to do the job and the job will get done. You can say you had it with politics, but politics will never come to say I had it with you. We have to be so very careful. The body of the ANC is dying, but that its spirit is inhibiting other parties. A white farmer gave his life to defend a black farmer, and nobody knows about it. That's atrocious. Now, it shouldn't be a big deal, but because the narrative every day is just the opposite. The joblessness crisis in South Africa has gotten so bad that people are now turning to the Book of Job and the Bible to try and find solutions. The economic situation is so desperate that politicians and bureaucrats are only increasing their salaries in line with inflation. I served them for 32 years as a chief intelligence officer. I left them because they turned against their own people and I promise the president I'll fight you in every corner I've got. The disappointing thing is that people are so despondent they don't want to vote. And that gives the ANC the majority. I don't know. The social grant system, how are we going to fix it? It's not sustainable. South Africa is the most unequal society on earth. If the political parties of this nation choose to engage in coalition politics, we shall be played off by the international players that seek what is under our soil. Corruption takes place in South Africa because there are those who love dishonest gain. Oftentimes we want to promote ourselves, we want to have a good salary, we want safety, we want a good house for our children. But the reality is... Is there light at the end of the tunnel? And is that light a symbol of hope? Or is it another train heading towards us? Hello, my name is Donald Brown and welcome to the number one media company, Worldview. At Worldview, we explore everyone's perspectives on all things that can broaden our worldview. Joining us is an excellent, first-rate and gender-balanced panel that will helpfully convince us that things are looking upwards in South Africa. I believe that South Africa is entering the first post-liberation epoch of change in the 2024 election. Many historians have written about the fact, because our country is so diverse, that no political party will dominate for any significant length of time, with the exception, obviously, of the national party that dominated the political landscape for 48 years, when it was a completely different landscape. I'd like to quote from uh, an Italian philosopher, Antonio Gramsci, who said that the crisis exists precisely because the old is dying and the young cannot be born. And it is in this interregnum that we see a whole host of moribund symptoms or morbid symptoms. Now, I'm not going to talk about the morbid symptoms of South Africa because we all experience them on a daily basis. But I'm convinced that change is coming to South Africa. I spent 38 years in my previous political party, a lifelong in time in politics, and I now belong to a new political party. To say Atul Trollop as political experience would be an understatement. As a member of the Democratic Alliance, he has been a member of Parliament, he has been the leader of the opposition in Parliament, a member of the Eastern Cape Provincial Legislature, the mayor 
of Nelson Mandela Bay, the federal chairperson of the Democratic Alliance, a position that is now being held by his best friend, Helen Ziller, I believe. <laughs> I spent four hours having a long debate with Herman Mashaba at the beginning of this year where he tried to convince me to come on board and help fix South Africa and save the Eastern Cape. And after that debate, I said to Herman, thanks very much. It sounds like a great, worthy cause, but I've had enough of politics. And he looked at me and said, have you done enough? And you know, I live in the Eastern Cape, 48% unemployment, not 35%. Every municipality is in complete chaos. And it's clear that I haven't done enough. So I want to be part of that change. I believe that change is possible and that change will happen in 2024. I experienced change happening in Nelson Mandela Bay and the arrogance of the ANC said it would never happen. It can happen again. There was a 17 percentage point swing in that election. And I believe that that's going to happen in 2024. I know coalition governments will work. The ANC obviously doesn't want them to work and will do whatever they can to destabilize coalitions and buy people off and do what they can't pay their salaries, but they'll pay people to destabilize coalitions. And they will work only if, if I could quote Rudyard Kipling's poem, if you can keep your head when all about you are losing theirs, you will be a man, my son. And I believe if we do that in South Africa, South Africa can succeed. By not shaking Ellen Zilla's hand, is Herman Mashaba pulling her leg? I don't know. I didn't know when he didn't shake her hand, but I always believe it's a, a good thing to shake someone's hand, whether they're your political opponent or whether you're a friend. We're all South Africans. We should be holding hands and looking towards fixing this country and not being puerile and finger pointing. I think less finger pointing and more pointing in the right direction will serve this country much better. I think we can all agree that there are many, many reasons to be fearful for the future. Some of some of it we've already spoken about, load shedding, corruption, state capture, cadre deployment, young people such as me leaving the country instead of making a life here. But indeed, there is one big reason to be optimistic, and that is we are living in the end times, Reverend Meshwe. In politics, the end times of the ANC and their dominance. Today, the ANC is no longer the biggest party in urban South Africa. The DA is bigger than the ANC, according to the latest opinion poll, in urban South Africa, the place where people move year by year in hope of a better life. And that is significant good news. We have an upcoming star and one of the DA's chief spokespersons, Saliers Brunk. Saliers is a member of parliament for the Democratic Alliance. He is also the shadow minister of cooperative governance and traditional affairs. So that means he is the opposite of Dr. Nkosa Sanad Lamini Zuma. The ANC and their dominance has already been broken in many of the metropolitan cities in this country. And there are crucial experiments ongoing in coalition governments. And it's so very important that we make a success of those coalitions. But we cannot take the victory for granted. We cannot accept just because the ANC is falling back, that things will automatically become better. We have to make it better. And that's why it's so very important what we have, what you have here in the Western Cape. Certainly things aren't ideal, but the Western Cape, the place where the DA is in government, is a far better standard of governance than anywhere else in this country. Certainly not without mistakes, but it provides a model for where the rest of the country can go. And it is crucial that if we go into those coalitions, we set the standard based on what has already been achieved okay. and the strengths. And I am very optimistic about the future if we can get that right. Is Dr. Nkosa Zanad Lamini Zuma doing a good job? Nkosa Zanad Lamini Zuma is a terrible minister. She is a terrible minister. And I know this because the state of municipalities in this country is bad in part because of her lack of leadership. She doesn't intervene where it's meant, where she's meant to intervene. Okay. And in places where things work, she helps her ANC cronies to make things worse. Okay. So uh, that is a very uncontroversial, absolutely not. Renard Menzer, Ekis Kustelerei, Dillon von Westransvaal. You don't believe that? Sorry. Uh, he didn't have any hair left at the end, but he did have a nice beard. 
the future of South Africa, interesting. I don't represent any political party. I simply take them to task, whether it's the demon rats, as I like to call the Democrats in America, or the Republicans, as I like to call both of them together, the Uniparty, who are driving my country into a grave through their poor governance, or it's the Tories and Labour in the United Kingdom, the SPD, the CDU in Germany, or here in South Africa. My favorite targets are, of course, uh, the little armband of the ANC known as EFF and the ANC, and there's others as well. First of all, we have Crystal Myth Santa Claus, otherwise known as Colonel Chris Wyatt. Chris is a former US Army intelligence officer. He has extensive experience in defense, security, operations intelligence. He has undertaken a multitude of tours and assignments in Europe and numerous African countries. Chris is also proficient in six languages. He is also a social media rock star because he has his own YouTube channel, Chris Wise Africa, and on numerous platforms. I just spent a month touring South Africa, meeting with South Africans, meeting with farmers, meeting with people in Chatsworth, meeting people all over the country, in the tourism industry, in the wine industry, and also meeting kids at schools. And what I have to say is the strength of South Africa has always been the same thing from my experience. I've been here over 400 times over the past 30 years, and the strength of South Africa is the people. That's the strength. Whether you're talking about Kosa, you're talking about Afrikaners, Portuguese, Germans, Venda, Zulu, Swana, it doesn't matter. The strength of this country is the people. And the people need to band together against this racketeering operation that's running this country. They're running into the ground faster than anything. I haven't been here in four years, and I can tell you, as someone from the outside stepping back into South Africa, the decay is absolutely alarming. Absolutely alarming. That's not, that's not, uh, I'm not embellishing. I'm astounded at the condition of Durban. I'm sorry, Durban, <laughs> what's happened in Durban. It's, Chris, I believe you have a special announcement to make in terms of running for president of South Africa. Yeah, okay, so I'm proud of the American, but I've always told people, and this is the truth, and listen, I don't take polygraphs very often, but I'll take a polygraph on this one. If I wasn't American, the only nationality I'd want to be is South Africa. This is an amazing country. You've got so much going for you, but you need to band together against the racketeering organization at the polls. Donald, thank you very much for inviting me to be the only dikey among these white people. <laughs> As I was looking at the gentleman between me, I said to myself, I normally don't enjoy white bread. But now it looks like we have a, a sandwich, white bread with a peanut butter in between. <laughs> and if you ask me about what I think about the future of this country, this country has a great future. I have a number of white friends who left the country. And whenever they will say goodbye to me, I would say to them, buy a return ticket. Because the day will come when you will want to come back to South Africa. Why am I so optimistic? Besides the fact that I am a Christian, a serious Christian, that believes the Lord, that believes in God, that believes in scriptures. The Reverend Kenneth Mashu, teacher, pastor, political leader, peacemaker nation builder, Kenneth founded the African Christian Democratic Party, South Africa's sixth largest party, and has served as its leader and a member of parliament since 1994. Kenneth is also an honorary doctorate from the Bethel Christian College in California, and he is also associate member on the Board of Regents of Bethel College. I'm also a practical person. Even though I'm not a professional keyboard player, I do play a little piano. One of the biggest mistakes of the ANC was to try and play a piano, a keyboard, playing black keys only. Take out the white keys, throw them all out and say, we'll make good music with black keys only. And all professionals know, and those who have been watching them perform, they know that it's just impossible. They have messed up the country. What does the ACDP want to do? The ACDP says, for you to have the best melody, you need the black and the white keys. Yeah. You play them together, excellent music. And the time is coming because the ANC is on their way out. When they, when they are out, ACDP is saying, whiteies, darkies, together, we make excellent music that will cause even those who left the country for Europe to say, well, because great things are going to happen in this country. A lot of people are optimistic about 2024, the ANC falling below 50%. Your party has recently uh, somewhat in the scandal as councillors in the Gauteng municipality or Gauteng area have voted with the ANC to support him. 
So can you promise in 2024 a member of parliament for the ACDP will not betray your party or South Africa by supporting the ANC with a bribe? What happened in the Johannesburg Metro was a shock and a pain and a disappointment to us because people we expected to do the right thing they knew did not do right. Mm. And as a result, on Skanele Tekel, that's one thing for sure, okay? On Slanhart, okay? One thing I can assure the members here and those who will be watching this, we are busy with our disciplinary processes, okay? They are going to be disciplined. And next time, if I do come back here, we'll be telling you about good replacements who are doing a better job. Well, firstly, the question is, what does the future hold for South Africa? I say an opportunity for each and every eligible voter to ensure that there's change in South Africa. If you go and look at the statistics at the moment, the ANC has got a 58% majority in the National Assembly. But if you look at the percentage of what the ANC support is in terms of eligible voters, it is only 27%. So 27% of people or eligible voters in South Africa is giving the ANC the power to ruin our future. Therefore, we must grab this opportunity. We must create our own future. And each and every one of us who can vote must ensure that we are part of that uh, opportunity. Like Lord Peter Hayne, we have a very prominent anti-apartheid activist with us. The former mayor of Stolfontein, Peter left the Progressive Federal Party to help found the Freyers Front Plus, where he has served as a member of parliament since its inception. He is the former chairperson of the Freyers Front Plus, the former leader of the Freyers Front Plus in the Northwest, and he is currently, of course, the lead... <laughs> Error. <laughs> He has been the leader of the, the Friends Front Plus in the Northwest, and currently, of course, he is the leader of the Friends Front Plus. As of 2019, it's South Africa's fifth largest party. The Freedom Front Plus, we say the future is coalitions because there is not one single party on its own in the opposition that will be able to beat the ANC at the polls. But as a team of opposition parties, I can assure you that we can do it. Zuma said the ANC will rule until Jesus comes. He's in for a surprise. Or maybe Jesus will come sooner than he thinks. Therefore, I do not, and I take exception from him to say a thing like that. So the future is in our own hands and it will depend on ourselves whether we want to do that change. I just want to say, Donald, I've missed the one, I can't remember the Progressive Federal Party membership, but I've missed that. We, want to create a better future for all. And as I said, we have that opportunity. And I can assure you that the way the ANC governed this country, it's not very difficult to create a better future. There's only one thing that we will have to change in a certain aspect, and that is that we have to elect a government with integrity. That's what we need in South Africa. Because if you have integrity, then you will ensure that you rule in the best interest of the people of South Africa. Therefore, we must go out. And that's why I appeal to you as people. Speak and tell the people that if they are eligible to vote, that they must register. Some parties are fond of saying that the ANC has gone below 50%. And, and, and Dr. Hrnevad said that about 26%. I believe he's referring to the national elections. But if you look at municipal elections, which is where governance is delivered, 
that people think about. They're not thinking about, you know, deploying troops to Burundi or to the Congo. They're thinking about service delivery, which in South Africa is delivered by local municipalities for the most part, which is a bit different than in my country from most places. The ANC got 13% of eligible voters in this last election on November 1st. 13%. That is a rousing no for rule by the ANC. Now, it's up to the other political parties to get off their bums, get out in the townships, in the mining hostels, in the leafy suburbs, Who are those parts. parties? Democratic Alliance, the Fray Song Plus? All the other parties. So that you include them? Everyone. Yes, I do. Yes, everyone that's here, I include those parties. Get off their bombs, get out. Maybe some of them are doing it, but it's not apparent. It's not apparent from outside. I'm giving you an outside view looking into South Africa. You need to get out. And if you look at poverty, rural poverty, especially in this country, people don't understand that the ANC supporters are going to turn against the ANC. So 53% of the electorate did not vote in the last election. 53% of the registered electorate. That's 20 million South Africans. That's not all bad because, you know, when you cut your political umbilical cord and you leave a political party, maybe you need some time to refocus and regather yourself before you put a cross next to another political party. 10 million South Africans are not registered to vote, who are eligible to vote. Now, that's a big problem because as much as you want change, you'll never get change if you can't play on the field and you'll just be on the sideline moaning about it. There was once a British parliamentarian by the name of Edmund Burke who once said, for evil to triumph, it takes good men and women to do nothing. It's like he knew what was happening in South Africa. Many good men and women are not doing anything to ensure that we have a brilliant, beautiful and prosperous future. Many of them are just complaining. And some of them just want to pack and go where other people have improved the environment and the situations where they are. It's very important that people realize that just voting against the ANC is not enough. Many people voted against the ANC, for instance, in Joburg and Nelson Mandela Bay. They voted for parties who said, vote for us, we'll give you an alternative. And what happened in those instances, the parties that they voted for turned against the coalition and are now actively working to bring the ANC back to power or holding the ANC in power. And people thought they were voting for change. To Reverend Meshwe's credit, his party is kicking out the councillor who voted with the ANC in Johannesburg to remove the speaker. But there are parties such as COPE who continue to do what they want to and they are advantaging the ANC. If you voted for COPE, you effectively voted for the ANC in a place like Johannesburg. We are at the crossroads in 2024 and I know that we can make a change. And I know that we are going to make a change in South Africa to the best. And we as South Africans, I always say black, white, color, India. It doesn't matter. Our constitution says that our strength lies in our diversity. Because in our diversity, if we stand together, we ensure that we create a better future for all in this country. For years, I've heard a lot of South Africans tell me, well, certain South Africans will only vote a certain way. That's nonsense. That's absolute nonsense. When you show you can deliver and you're transparent, and you get out there, you can get people to your standard. And that's the key. I hope South Africa can make it to 2024. I thought 2021 was your chance. It was an inflection point to change the trajectory of what's going on here by showing your party can rule. The IFP has a chance in KZN. They rule 30 of the 43 municipalities now. If they're transparent, if they're honest, if they deliver service delivery, they're going to get somewhere. But I'm not convinced that's going to happen in those 30 municipalities. But anyway. So I think the opportunity in South Africa is now for political parties to mobilize the voters to come out and vote, vote for whichever political party they want. And I believe people will change. You know, it was traumatic for me to leave my previous political party, and I left for my own very good reasons that don't bear mentioning here today. But after a long time, and I thought about it, I thought, you know, the art of politics actually is to change people's minds, to convince them to change their minds. I've spent my life trying to convince ANC voters to change their minds. And I thought about that and I thought, well, I have a mind. I can change my mind. And if South Africans do that in enough numbers, and I believe they will, we will see change in 2024. It is time for South Africans to say, on says no more. Rather than saying, let's leave and go somewhere else, it's time to say, 
We are going to help. We are going to contribute. And one of the easiest things to do is to go on election day and vote. There are many people who are tired of the ANC. So if all the people can come together who are sick and tired of the ANC can say, we are going to vote them out, I promise you they will be out. So if good people in South Africa can choose to stand together, I promise you, Europe will one day learn from South Africa because of what's going to happen in this country. Great things are ahead of us. Help us, ACDP, to ensure that South Africa becomes a winning, prosperous, and peaceful nation. Another example, Nelson Mandela Bay. It was a fragmentation of the opposition vote, mushrooming of small parties. And those parties did not strengthen the opposition against the ANC. In fact, they brought the ANC back to power. So the risk is here to continue with the metaphor that the body of the ANC is dying, but that its spirit is inhibiting other parties. And that is why we have to be so very careful. And the best bet is to strengthen the largest political party against the ANC. Thanks very much. Hopefully I've said something controversial enough to get us to disagree. You, you, Thank you. you. you can't trust the Action SA. I certainly did not say that. Uh, we are in a coalition with Action SA and we do our best to resolve uh, our differences. We certainly have very serious differences, but I'm not going to be drawn into that quite yet. We'll leave it for the second uh, part. Thank you. There's 325 parties in the Republic. We are number 23 after three months of campaigning. Mr. Trollope, I beat you. I fired my councillor Friday night, half past two in the morning, for turning against a promise that was made to the DA. The disappointing thing is that people are so despondent they don't want to vote. And that gives the ANC the majority. We must come out and vote. We shouldn't only concentrate on dislodging the ANC from government. Yes, that is our main aim. <clears throat> but my question is, how are we going to fix this country? South Africa is the most unequal society on earth. Yes, there's a part where we need to vote, okay? We need to have young people aware and passionate about politics. And that is where I think all of the different political parties, if they all do their part, then we'll get the young people to vote. It's funny that in Joburg, five votes in council was the hang balance between keeping a DA speaker and one of them was the UIM vote. Not the big vote with respect to Action SA, Bishop Meswe, it's a small party that kept that party now in the fight. So when you say a small party doesn't count anymore, the UIM is here because we are a difference, we are not the difference. We are going to start making politics the truth. When the righteous rule, the people will rejoice. And when the ungodly rule, like today, the people groan. So let's take heart. Don't leave South Africa. Stay. We need you to make this country succeed. I give first aid training. And if I look at what we can do, I would have to look at myself and what can I contribute. I can't help Gauteng and I can't help Limpopo or um, even just further districts, but I can help my own <coughs> municipality. I can give first aid training to people to try and to raise them up. Or if you're a businessman, then actually go and invest. We better get our chutzpah back. We better get our fighting armor back. Because as they are killing us in Mitchell's Plain, in Hanover Park, and in Strand Luandre, where they kill three people a week, we better wake up, South Africa. It's not going to take politics. It's going to take South Africans to get back again and fight bit for bit, not with a gun. Not necessarily. Okay. We have to talk about poverty. We have to talk about reviewing labor legislation. The unions are causing havoc. We have to look at our education system, housing, health. And we also need to look at how are we going to deal this whole question around BEE. Because if we address all those different issues, yeah. I'm sure that we will create a South Africa which will become a winning country. <laughs>
oftentimes we want to promote ourselves, we want to have a good salary, we want safety, we want a good house for our children. But the reality is, who is willing to go into our um, scarier areas and make a difference? We need to do that. We need to do that on a daily basis. Otherwise, we can wait for politics and we can wait for the 2024 election. But in the meantime, nothing is happening because there's a lot of red tape. 2024 is not about the voting out of the ANC, hear me well. I served them for 32 years as a chief intelligence officer. I left them because they turned against their own people and I promised the president I'll fight you in every corner I've got. I know them well. Will they surrender in 2024? This is an animal. This is a hyena. And it's busy eating the pride land piece for piece. I don't think about myself. I think about my children and grandchildren. And that is why I want to stay. And we are working tirelessly. As the ACDP, we're working tirelessly day and night to ensure for a better future for this Africa and this country we so love. Leaders of political parties, before we go into government, by that time we should have already known and signed off agreements in terms of having the coalition government. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. If you're in politics and you want to make a difference, you need to jump through hoops. But us sitting here, if we go and we want to make a difference, then we can do that. We have least red tape. We've got to unite. And if we don't unite, we are going to go and lose a country in 2024. What is important to understand why we appeal to the people to ensure that they register and they vote is our electoral system. And I know there's changes now. We're going to amend the Electoral Act to provide also for independence. That's a debate on its own. I have no problem if they want to join. But the electoral system, in terms of Section 46 of the Constitution, determines in the end the general outcome must be proportional. And I want to explain it in very simple terms. Say 10 people can vote. Six people vote for the ANC, one for Party A, one for B, one for C, and one for D. Then the electoral system converts the votes, and they say, ANC, you've got six out of 10, it's 60%. So you get 60% of the 400 members in the National Assembly. Party A, B, C, and D, opposition parties, you've got, each got one. It's 10%, so you each get 40 members in Parliament. But if an opposition voter does not go and vote, then six vote for the ANC, one for A, B, and C, then the electoral system converts it. ANC, you've got six out of nine, and six out of nine is 66%. So the mere fact that an opposition voter didn't go and vote increases the majority. Therefore, we must turn it around. If the ANC voters don't go and vote, then they get less. That's how the electoral system works. And the electoral system gives us also the opportunity to each and every vote that will count. Action SA did fire their councillor that fell ill and missed the council meeting. Ill in inverted commas. We're the first party to act, took action against the councillor, fired him. You can't belong to a political party that espouses ethical leadership and behave in that fashion. We didn't say we're going to do it, we did it. But I want to give you an illustration of how critical it is for coalition agreements to be signed in blood. In Nelson Mandela Bay, the ANC and the EFF tried six times to remove me as mayor. Julius Malema famously or infamously said, we're going to cut the throat of whiteness and we'll get rid of Trollope. Then we'll come after Mashaba. Then we'll go after Msimang. They couldn't do it six times. It took a DA councillor to abstain from voting. So one of our own turned on us. It also took the UDM, former deputy mayor, to vote outside of the coalition agreement. Now that's treason. Bantu Holomisa refused to do anything about it. Bantu Holomisa's councillor voted against the speaker in Johannesburg and Holomisa said, no, no problem. Just vote along with your conscience. Now you can't have a conscience that goes like a weather vane in politics. You've got to stand for something or fall for everything. So I want to illustrate how important it is that when you put a coalition together, find like-minded people, draw up an agreement, sign it in blood, and if there's any infraction, 
take action against that person who's broken the agreements, regardless if they're your leader, deputy leader, best friend. And if you don't do that, coalitions will fall apart. So coalitions are built on integrity and honesty and cooperation. And if somebody breaks that, there must be serious consequences. Remove that person. Don't let South Africa and our cities fall back into the hands of the ANC because we won't act against our own colleagues. Number one, coalitions are not the answer. Unfortunately, that's what you have to live with. And Nelson Mandela Bay proved that coalition's not the answer. The DA went from 57 counselors to 48 this time. So they went backwards, despite Helen Zilla being there and campaigning for three weeks. That's unfortunate. There's a few stories. Let me tell you a couple quick stories about what you have to do to change the narrative. First off, this country is full of race hustlers that hustle race all the time. Everything's race, 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 and it's utter nonsense. I know South Africans. Very few people in their hearts in this country are actually racist, whether they're black, brown, or white. And that's the truth. And frankly, I'm sick of the nonsense. If you're not sick of it, I know I'm sick of it. And it's come to our shores and it's really vile and disgusting. South Africa in 2019 had 21,000 murders. The United States have 14,000. We have 330 million people, you have 60 million. That's atrocious. Peter van der Westhuizen was on patrol. Virtually no news organization reported that he was killed defending farmers. And even more reprehensible is that no news organization in this country reported that he defended Daniel Salike's farm. Now, I don't know about you, but Daniel Salike doesn't sound like an Afrikaans, German, or English surname. He's a black South African farmer whose farm was attacked. Nobody in this country knows that because of your corrupt media. A white farmer gave his life to defend a black farmer, and nobody knows about it. That's atrocious. Now, it shouldn't be a big deal, but because the narrative every day is just the opposite, and that's what's pimped in this country every day, every day, you've got to tell the truth. I went to Chatsworth with Karu Charu, who's an Indian comedian, and he's an activist. We went there, because I'm sick of hearing the Indians are racist and are killing black South Africans. That's nonsense. The Phoenix thing, that thing is completely blown out of proportion and misrepresented. I went there, Indians, Zulu, living side by side in abject poverty, not fighting, struggling to get along. You need to change the nerve in this country. And if I offend people by being emotional about this and passionate about it, you got to, or your country's going okay. down the tubes. I want to remind you of what happened pre-1994. The mood was somber, almost like what is happening right now. People feared a civil war. We had hundreds of journalists in the country, many of them with big cameras. And when we asked them why they were all in the country, they were talking about taking videos of the blood that would be flowing in the streets. We know it didn't happen. Whatever we have tried, once it has failed, it has failed, we need to convince ourselves that we face a similar situation pre-1994. And what did we do? We prayed and asked God to help us. We do not want to have a politics that will mature so much that we think we don't need God anymore. So I want to plead with you, particularly those that want to go. Your skills are needed in South Africa. Your expertise is needed in South Africa. The ANC might have said we don't want it, but the fact is we need that. And many people are realizing today that the skills are there and the ANC would rather call somebody from outside. And I'm saying to you, friends, we want to work with you. We want to lock arms with you. We want to ensure that this country turns around and becomes a beautiful country. Together, under God, South Africa will become the most precious and prosperous country, as I said before, and we will be the envy of the world. Believe me, we will one day be the envy of the world. Thank, Thank you, you. Kenneth. Daar die kiezer sal nooit vir enige ander politieke partij stem as vir die partij waarvoor hy of sy wil stem. Dan verloor ons hulle as jy net een partij is. Ons moet elke politieke partij die geleentheid gee om die maximum van hulle kiezers te kry. But you can have an agreement before the time and we already have coalition agreements with certain uh, core values and actions to be taken. That is true. But all over the world, a coalition is never formed before an election, but after a collection. What South Africa needs is a political party who can get the voters from the ANC and get them away from the ANC. Is that party action so? They are. The DA can also get off. But then I want, from my perspective, I would like to see the action SA as well as the DA 
to go full house for those voters and supporters of the ANC to vote for them. Some of them also vote for the Freedom Front. Plus, I have an invitation to start a, a, a branch in Soweto. Soweto. Uh, well, but I am a realistic politician. I know that I won't get a lot of those voters, but each and every vote counts. So my money is on Action SA and on the DA. And if you don't take those voters from the ANC, I'm going to blame you. But that means okay. you can still vote for any political party you want to. Your vote will count against the ANC. Okay. Ik stem samen met Dr. Groenewald in die opzicht van elke moet vir die partij stem en die verkiesing wat hy glo en wat hy oortuig is, een verskil kan maak. Dit is nie so makkelijk as om een politieke partij te vorm nie. Waar ek verskil is dat daar ook bepaalde probleme is met die proportionele kiesstelsel. Omdat het leid tot een fragmentering van partijen. So jy krij baie partijen, soos wat Chris verduidelik het en Nelson Mandela baie, en hoe meer opponente die ANC het, hoe meer kan hy uh, die partijen inkoop, intrek en omkoop, wat letterlijk gebeur in sommige gevallen. So daar is een wezenlijke belang voor een veelpartijdemocratie om een sterk geconsolideerde opponent in die ANC te hee. Wat hulle in Europa bijvoorbeeld het, is een drempel in die proportionele stelsels waar jy moet 5% kry of 3% voordat jy verteenwoordiging kry. Hier by ons is daar geen drempel nie. En dit is hoekom gevallen gebeur waar, soos in Nelson Mandela baie, daar soveel klein partijen en persoonlikhede is wat dan dier die ANC gemanipuleer word en ingetrek en omgekoop word. We take up the challenge of taking ANC votes uh, presented by Dr. Groenewald. Let me just remind you that the first real post-94 coalition in this country was in 2006 in the city of Cape Town. Eight political parties under one Mayor Helen Ziller. And that coalition was a model for coalitions in this country for stability and what happened subsequently is that under Helen Ziller and subsequent DA mayors, the DA was able to turn uh, a minority or less than 50% of the vote into a majority. So indeed, Dr. Groenewald, that's what we want to do in many parts of the country. And I want to use that example of Cape Town in 2006, Chris, to say that coalitions okay. aren't doomed. We can make them work under the right conditions. Well, Thank you. When you're talking about minority parties, who are you referring to? Is the phrase from PLUS or Action SA a minority party? Sorry, which context are you asking that you, 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 We shouldn't vote for a minority party, a small party. Is, is no, from no, PLUS? I, I, I didn't say you mustn't vote for a minority party. What I'm saying is the risk of the opposition vote. And when I say opposition vote, I mean everyone except the ANC and the EFF. Okay, so I'm if we have a frag, If we have a fragmentation of those votes, then the ANC and the EFF will manipulate those little parties and their uh, personalities. And that's what we should uh, guard against. So your question is, who should you vote for? Vote for the DA. Ah. <laughs> All right. Correct me if I'm wrong, but Action SA supports Cape Independence. <laughs> no, we don't. No, we don't. Action SA is a South African political party contesting the next election in all nine provinces. We're a South African political party, not a provincial party. When I became the mayor in Nelson Mandela Bay, we went from being the second worst metro municipality to the second best metro municipality in the country in one year. One year. So things can change. You know, there's a great irony in this country. We've got a president who promised so much. Remember the Ramaphoria? It's gone, like the morning mist. And he dubbed the nine years of President Jacob Zuma as nine wasted years. It's been five years since he's been president, and the years are still wasting away. So the real challenge in this country is to deal with the seminal issues of poverty and unemployment, stimulate the economy, attract investment. We, we're no longer the darling of the international community. Countries don't want to come and invest in South Africa. We don't have energy, we don't have water, we don't have trafficable roads. I'm a great optimist and I believe this country has a future. But recently there was a, a research paper posted about what's happened to our ports. Of 351 ports in the world, Durban, our biggest port, is the least productive, came 351. Mocha, the new port in Port Elizabeth, number 350. Cape Town, 349. R.W. Johnson wrote an article and said that Maputo is busy eating Durban's lunch. 
Now, let me tell you, we can't fix that unless we address what has happened in this country to allow the ANC to stay in government as long as it has. Yeah. I call it enclave politics. Now, I'm not here to provoke any political party, but in South Africa, if you're black, you presume to vote ANC. And if you're white, you presume to vote DA. If you're Afrikaans, you presume to vote Freedom Front Plus. If you're Zulu, you vote IFP. Or you can be a racial nationalist and have a party that represents colored people. That plays into the hands of the majority and the ANC walks away with everybody else's lunch. So we really need to change it. So Action SA came about, not because Mashaba woke up one day and wanted to form a political party. He had a people's dialogue to ask South Africans, do they want a political party and what kind of party do they want? Mm. 2.4 million South Africans made written submissions. Okay. We contested only six municipalities in the last election, six of 278. Okay. All six of them, the ANC is below 50%, closer to 40%. We're in government in all six of them, in coalition. And we're the sixth biggest political party. Okay. Not, uh, not ACDP, Action no, SA. Not according to election results. In local government elections. Yep. Polling. No, local government oh, elections. Okay, let's see. Let's see. Polling. Polling's nothing, it's the votes that count. Let's see. The question comes when the ANC doesn't have enough to form a coalition in 2024, will they leave power? Robert Mugabe never left power because he was terrified of retribution for the massacres in Mata Bailand from 1983 to 85. The bodies are still there. Many of us know where they're at. Bullets in the back of their head. That's why ZANU-PF would not give up power. The old man was willing to leave, but was convinced by his inner circle not to leave. Now, I'm not accusing the ANC of shooting people in the head. What I'm saying is that will they leave power when they lose office? Will it be a true democracy like Ghana, where political parties have changed place three times since 2000 and the other party took over? In line with that, prosecution of criminals. South Africans move on far too quickly. Dr. Zwayland Kesey, by the Special Investigating Unit, is guilty according to their evidence. Now, he deserves a trial, but he's not being charged with a crime. And you've all moved on. He sits in Parliament and draws a salary. What is that all about? The man should be charged, or he should have the charges dismissed. Zandile Gumeda, how many extensions does she get before she goes on trial for all the charges against her? Ace Magashule, the Vreda Farm, the asbestos deal. The list goes on and on. These people will never be prosecuted for their crimes. And don't, we only get started talking about what happened with lockdown, the crimes against humanity that took place in this country. Folks, nobody's coming to your rescue. I get asked that all the time by my viewers, by people when I write and I publish, who's coming to help South Africans? If you're white, if you're brown, if you're black, nobody's coming to your rescue. The world forgot about South Africa on April 27th, 1994. They washed their hands, apartheid's over, kumbaya, we're moving on. The only thing that's happening now is the Western world feels a little bit of guilt and they're pouring money into the ANC to not burn coal, but we're shipping it to Germany to burn. I don't know how that saves carbon. And we're giving money to ANC. So they, they're surviving on the helpings for international lending organizations. Otherwise, this country would be bankrupt two years ago. So nobody's coming to your rescue except South Africans. Understand that and accept that or you're going to suffer mightily. I think it was, 90, it was the end of 1994 when the late Mr. Mandela once said to his members in parliament who were very arrogant. He said, remember, the party that is small today will one day become the majority party. And he was true. He, what was, he said was true, because there was arrogance in the ANC thinking that they will forever be a big party. Now we know the story, we know that they are sinking, they are busy breaking down. Why? Because when a person has opportunities, they must not be arrogant. They must know that people are looking for answers. People are looking for people who will deliver for them. And I must say, one of the important things is to ensure that people fear the arm of the law. You cannot expect people to obey the laws when they are not afraid of consequences. People are stealing. People are breaking down. Why? Because they know that even if they are arrested today, tomorrow they will be out in the street. So there is no fear of punishment. So the ACDB wants to ensure that there is fear of punishment, that when people think of the police, they don't think of friends, they don't think of people that you can socialize with or have brides with, but they think of people who are going to hit us hard if we commit a crime. So we are saying the people who commit crime must be told and taught that the law is not friends of criminals. We, as ACDP, we believe in stiff and harsh 
punishment. Okay. We want to ensure that people that are in prison don't enjoy the privileges that they are having today, but the people who are in prison, they pay for their boarding and lodging so that nothing is given to them free of charge. The ACDP says, if government okay. cannot do anything free for citizens who are law-abiding, law they cannot do it for the criminals. Criminals must start working with their hands, get into the streets, get into their hands, and pay for their boarding and lodging. And we believe that will contribute to make people fear crime. The core of the problem is that the criminal justice system is failing the people of South Africa. And I said that to the president. The big problem is impunity. People get away with crime. If you look at the statistics, to give you only one, there are many. The fact is that in South Africa, a criminal has got an 82% chance of getting away with crime because only about 18% of all prosecutions are successful in courts. That is the problem. I want to say, you know, in 1948, we had a, a slogan, Ian Drag Mark Mach. That meant everybody must be a member of the same political party, the same church and same organizations and everything. That was 1948. This is 2022. In 2022, Ian Drag Mark Mach, stand together, means we can be different political parties, okay. but if you have the same uh, aim you want to achieve. In Afrikaans we say, as it is the doelwitte, those parties can stand together and that is the new Indrag Magma. Good evening ladies and gentlemen, panelists. Thank you so much for your contributions. But I am so disappointed by what I've heard tonight. I'm indescribably disappointed because we came here to speak about the future of a nation and I am sitting in this audience and I am hearing politicians speak about politics, speak about people that are not here, speak in such a way as to not offend coalition partners. Now, unfortunately, I don't believe that the future of South Africa is related to coalitions. It is unworkable in this country and unworkable in the kind of democracy which we have. Now we will point to other nations that have coalition partners and have a, a what would be called a mature democracy. But unfortunately, South Africa does not have a mature democracy. It is said that the Jethro Principle is so important for every nation to thrive. It was when Jethro came to Moses and said, choose, choose, capable men, these men and women capable, they are not cadre deployed, but they are able to get the job done. So what South Africa needs are capable men and women, those who have the ability. Secondly, he said, choose those who are trustworthy. Choose capable, trustworthy. In South Africa, what South Africa needs are those that South Africans can place their trust in. And then he said, choose those who hate dishonest gain. Corruption takes place in South Africa because there are those who love dishonest gain. And then fourthly, he said, choose those who are God-fearing, capable, trustworthy, those who hate dishonest gain, and those who fear God. If we cannot fear God, we will not fear South Africans that we, that we profess to serve. I've listened to everybody here tonight and they said, vote for this one and we must do this and we must do this and nobody told us how. If we vote for the DA and the DA or the, the Action SA or the Freedom Front, how? How are we going to, I don't know, the social grant system, how are we going to fix it? It's not sustainable. How are we going to fix it? Education, health, how are we going to fix it? If the political parties of this nation choose to engage in coalition politics, we shall be played off by the international players that seek what is under our soil. And not only what is under our soil, but the human capital, the most greatest export 
that this nation has, has been the people of this nation. And those people seek a future, and the one thing that is supposed to have been spoken about tonight has not been spoken about. We have a GDP of some, a debt to GDP of some 70%, unemployment at almost 35%. On the expanded definition of unemployment, it's close to 50%. It is because we have men and women in the different, in the political parties who are not capable, who do not fear God, who are not trustworthy, and who do not hate but, but dishonest clearly, game. But clearly President Zuma fears God. He says the ANC is going to rule until Jesus comes back. Well, I, I believe that even Satan fears God. So he understands, he knows who God is. He even understands the word. Um, and so we have many people who will profess one thing but do something else. There are so many problems which we have to face and we are going into a time of depression. So many youngsters, and this is an economic term of course, but so many youngsters, we speak out the future. Who is the future? Why are there so few young people here? Where are they? Tell me. They don't care. People are not voting because they do not care anymore. Okay. And that's the problem. You want to address the, the, the voting problem? Make people care about their country. Make them love their nation. They hate this country. That's why they're leaving. No wonder no, wonder no one wants to do anything. I want to use this opportunity to respond to what are we actually going to do? Because that's a crucial question. We've spoken a lot about coalitions, but ma'am, I've forgotten your name. I take the point. Firstly, we've got to resolve the energy crisis. The economy has to grow if you are going to have a future in this country, if I'm going to have a future in this country. But currently, our economic growth is capped at 2% per year because ESCOM cannot generate enough electricity. That is a hard cap. So if we don't resolve the energy situation, we're not gonna get economic growth, we're not gonna get jobs, we're not gonna get prospects. We're gonna keep on fighting each other for the little resources that, that remain. And what we've done, what your mayor in the city of Cape Town is doing, is investing in that own energy generation. The Western Cape government took the national government to court to force them to issue these regulations to allow IPPs to sell to municipalities. That's how we're gonna change the energy game. Up north, there are initiatives in the coalitions where the DA is part with all of these other parties together, where we are investing in trying to get rid or break that dependence on ESCOM and generate own electricity from up, uh, from lo local municipalities, but also from private producers. And let me just say this about your mayor, Jordan Hill Lewis. What an inspiration for the country, 35 years old. 35 years old, you want to see where young people could do in politics, look at his example. The second point is we have to get law and order back. We have to secure basic public safety. We have to ensure that the justice system is functioning. And in places like the Western Cape, what we're fighting for is the devolution of policing functions. In Cape Town, 2,000 law enforcement officers have been deployed, not by the South African police, but by the city and the province working together, and they are fighting yeah. for more of those resources. We want the same thing in Gauteng. So those are two essential reforms. We can spend a whole debate by itself talking about the future. But there is hope if you look uh, in, in places like Cape Town and even further afield. Let's keep the hope. Let's keep on fighting. Thanks very much for the opportunity. Thank you, Salir. Well, the gentleman asked for solutions for South Africa. Unfortunately, in order to get solutions, you have to get rid of the ANC. So I appreciate where you're coming from. You want solutions? Let's end racist legislation. Broad-based black economic empowerment is flat-out racism. When you choose a contract based on the pigmentation of someone's skin, you're a racist. And that's what happens. Or that's a racist action, I should say. That needs to go away. Because it harms all South Africans. It doesn't just harm white or Indians or colors, it demeans all South Africans. So that's important. Prosecute criminals, but that's not gonna happen until the ANC leaves. None of these criminals are gonna be prosecuted. We need to fix education. You know, Cyril Ramaphosa said that Bantu education is worse than no education at all. And I agree, ANC Bantu education is worse than no education at all. 30% in two subjects to pass the matrix, only 40% in your first language? That's demeaning to South Africans. It's shameful, it's disgraceful and people accept it and move along. Do you want to drive across the bridge that an engineer that got 35 in maths built? I don't, I'm not driving on that bridge. But seriously, think about it. That's what you're allowing in this country. That needs to stop. And it doesn't stop until you make a change in that party. 
Um, and the parasites, I'm, I'm sorry, the parastatals must be disbanded and privatized. That's what's killing your economy. This country, when I'm asked about investing in South Africa, and I'll give me a little indulgence here, I'll, I'll get it shortly. I tell investors that, listen, South Africa's a wonderful place, but you got a lot of challenges. Number one, you got to provide your own power. Otherwise, your computers blow up, all your equipment dies because of surges and it cuts. I have experienced three days of load shedding in Cape Town. That's more than I experienced anywhere in a month long in South Africa. It's disgraceful. This country alone, 34 million people in 1992, produced over 40% of all electricity generated in Sub-Saharan Africa. This little country, 750 million people in Sub-Saharan Africa, 34 million here, you produced almost half the electricity. And you can't keep the lights on. Not you all, but you can't keep the lights on. You gotta get rid of these parastatals. And I, I, with respect to the DA, we're not disagreeing, but I don't think there's an energy crisis in South Africa. This country has enough coal reserves and solar, and it also has natural gas that they won't frack in the Karoo for no, who knows what reason. But guess what? The coal's being exploited. You're not burning in South Africa, but we just gave you $13.7 billion not to burn coal. So what happens? It gets shipped to Germany. Anyway, that's, uh, it, there's a future, but you gotta get rid of the parasites. We come from a divided past. And because of this divided past, there is no trust between the different race groups. And because of that, the South Africa needs reconciliation. Because everybody in South Africa is important. There are things that are happening that people do um, unconsciously sometimes that show that there is still that kind of um, distrust among the people, many times even based on color. That's why I am emphasizing the issue of reconciliation because the closer we are together, the more we'll know each other. The more we'll realize that I don't have to fear Donald, he's a great man. But if he's at a short, long distance, then I can't trust him because I don't know the real man. Many times my family would go to a restaurant where um, 90%, 95% is just white people and we are the only is there. And when we arrive there, you'll find a white lady there, um, a handbag is on the chair there or on, on a table. And then when we is come in, she just, you know, grabs that thing, brings it close, you know? You know, because in our minds, we think that these people, my handbag is going to disappear because of this ducky next to me. But now, when you start sitting with people and talking to them, you realize this guy is very nice. He's very nice. This lady, you know. So South Africans don't know each other. For us to be able to stand together and work together in order to make sure that we make South Africa the best country possible, we need to start reaching out to one another. The fear and the suspicion that the ANC has of white people. We don't have the suspicion, why? Because we have many friends from different backgrounds that we know are great guys, are great people, great men and women. So I'm saying it with my closing words, please let's not assist those who have broken the bridges, but let us become build bridges, build bridge builders, sorry, bridge builders. And together we will make this country a great country. I want to re-emphasize, this is a great country. And I don't believe this country is going to sink. It's going to be rough towards the elections, obviously. It's going to be rough. But the outcome of 2024 is going to cause many people around the world to say, wow. And some of them to say, I want to go back home because this is going to be a great country. Thank you very much. God bless. I said it before that if we have to say exactly what we're going to address, we're going to have a debate for a week on each and every issue. From my perspective, there's one issue that must be the focus area. And that is to ensure that we create jobs. And if that is the focus point, then all the other matters, crime, energy, education, you can call them all, then they are focused and they have to be addressed to ensure that we create jobs. Because if you don't have a job, if you don't have an income, how are you going to survive? And the lady is quite correct. What she said, we must take hands. That's exactly what I said when I said that, and I'm going to say it in English, that you can say you had it with politics, but politics will never come to say, I had it with you. Ek is klaar met politiek, maar politiek is nooit klaar met jou nie. Therefore, it is not only the politicians that must ensure that something has been done. We have to take hands with our community. That's why, and now I'm going to talk about the Freedom Front Plus, where we say more powers, and that's part of our mission, must 
we actually decentralize that communities have the power to rule themselves. Because if you rule yourself and you have more powers, then you will ensure that you act in the best interest of yourself and your community. I thank you. But first of all, Kenneth Meshwer is talking about fear-mongering and suspicion. The ANC does that all the time, and they use race as a bogeyman. But I think one of our weaknesses as South Africans too is what ifism, and we fear the future. What happens if Cyril gets recalled? What happens if Ace Makhashule becomes the president? I don't fear the future because I know we're part of the future. I fear every single day that the ANC is in power. About the youth, I met a young guy at the NGN garage on, on route to Somerset West this afternoon. He's a UCT student. He comes from a rural village in the Eastern Cape. He was so excited to see me in my Action SA gear. He said, I'm so excited, Action SA, we're having an activation event on the UCT campus. I believe the youth are the future of this country. When I was a leader in my previous political party for 16 years in the Eastern Cape, we were the only province that had a young leaders program. The youth are disengaged. They turned off. We need to turn them on again and believe that they have a future in this country because they are a massive voting block. And then I want to just say that we can go from being a third world country to a first world country within 20 years. Singapore did that with Lee Kuan Yew, and he had three words that defined his success. The first one was meritocracy. He said, find the best person to do the job and the job will get done. The second one, the second one was pragmatism. And I haven't got time, but Lee Kuan, I mean, Deng Xiaoping described pragmatism best. He said, it doesn't matter the color of the cat, black or white. If the cat catches mice, good cat. And the last one was honesty. And I believe that Herman Mashaba has all three of those qualities. And I believe that the only way we won't have a coalition government in South Africa is if one political party can gather critical political mass. If you don't get a majority, we will have to form a coalition in the future of this country. And I believe that Action SA is going to be a key and play a critical role in building a coalition to bring about a new government in South Africa in 2024. This is just a start. Many online debates, many more are gonna come on Worldview. This is just the beginning. Thank you so much. My name is Donald. You've been watching Worldview.